Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. Hey friends, I cannot wait for you to meet my next guest, Erin Ramsey. She is such a catch in every way. You'd be blessed to have her as a friend, a coworker, a partner, or an acquaintance. Erin is the podcast host of the top-rated podcast, You're Such a Catch, and one life-changing realization that she had while in the dating scene was that she had to fall in love with herself first. Erin practices gratitude and uses affirmations in her personal and professional life. She says that she can find the silver lining in any situation and works hard to stay present in the moment, enjoying the simple things. Erin starts her day off with gratitude practice, a habit that changed her life. So if you've been here for a while, you'll know I'm so excited to dive in and talk about all this because I've been practicing gratitude for seven-ish years, and I believe that gratitude will change your life. Erin created her first vision board after watching an episode of Oprah with her mom, and in the year that followed, nearly everything on the board became a reality. Erin's been on a journey of personal and spiritual growth, and each day she strives to be a better version of herself. As you can tell, she has and continues to do the work. She has developed habits and practices that have allowed her to enjoy a very vibrant, full life. Erin is sharing her gifts with women through her podcast and also through her one-on-one coaching to help them overcome their limiting beliefs and create a life they adore. Erin, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. My gosh, I'm so excited to be here. And that was just like, whoa, like what an introduction. And I'm just like receiving it all. I mean, it's not every day that somebody like totes all your (laughs) things for you. So thank you. It was just so lovely. I was like, oh yeah. You know, sometimes we forget like things that we are doing and, and are along our personal growth journey. It's, it's interesting, right? But like to hear somebody else articulate that back to you. Ooh, so nice. Feels so good, doesn't it? (laughs) It It really does. Okay, so I'd love to start with what led you to realize that the magic happens in the dating scene, ultimately, when you love yourself first. How did all of that come about? Uh, I wish I could tell you, like, it just like hit me over the head. And I was like, ah, but that wasn't it. You know, um, so it's quite interesting, because I started my podcast at a time in which I was really um, getting serious about getting back into, you know, the dating uh, pool. And so I used this as an opportunity. I was like, well, I will have guests on my show that are relationship experts that are dating coaches. And I will basically be a guinea pig and, you know, just kind of like show up as an open book and um, have them, you know, diagnose me or tell me what I'm doing right or what I'm doing wrong. And, you know, just kind of like use it as an experiment really. And, as I'm doing this, I would have certain people on and I would go, Oh, I really like what they had to say, you know, and I would reflect on it. And, you know, maybe I would put some of the tips and tricks they had, um, into play. And then I would have some guests on and I would be like, Oh my gosh, like that doesn't feel good to me. And I don't really want anybody listening to also (laughs) feel that same way. And so it created this, 
um, introspection of, wow, everybody has their own different take. And I don't know about you, but one of my favorite things to do is to hear how people met, like people who are in a relationship that you admire and you see them and they're so in love and no two stories are the same. You know, so why am I thinking that somebody else can come in and tell me all these things that are outside of me? Like, if you do this, 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 and this, then, you know, Mr. Wright is going to show up at your front door. Like, no, that's not it. But if I look inward and I start to kind of like figure out where I've been unhappy in the past, and also like if I learn from, you know, previous mistakes that I've made or, you know, just situations that have happened in relationships. And I start to kind of like marinate on that and really unpack it. And then I flip the switch and I start to like fall in love with the woman that I'm seeing in the mirror. And I start to like love her and all the things that I'm looking for, this external validation, you know, somebody wanting to choose me, all, all of those things, you know, that we can kind of get caught up in. If I choose myself, then I got all I need. And so it was like this major Oprah aha moment. It didn't happen for an entire season, entire season of the podcast. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, the light bulb came on. And I was like, ding, 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 this is it. But also that's like when the journey just begins. Right. Oh my gosh. That makes total sense that, well, you know, when you come across those people who love themselves, the energy that they give off, that is so attractive that like the confidence and the love and the, that somebody gets to that point. It's like, oh my gosh, people just want to be around them and good people like that energy attracts that energy. So what are some of the limiting beliefs that you had to, that you bumped up against that you had to really dive in and heal and unpack so that you could get to that point where you really did truly love the the person looking back at you in the mirror. Yeah. So, um, a little bit of a trigger warning here. So in high school, I had a situation where I, um, was sexually assaulted and it really, affected the trajectory of my life thereafter, because I held it in, um, you know, I didn't choose to talk about it with anybody. And I think it had a lot to do with like, my self esteem. I mean, when you're in high school, your self esteem is already like a bit of a roller coaster. You know, we're talking about different phases of like, you know, braces and whatever styles are happening in high school. So you're already like in this identity crisis. And then I endured this trauma. And, um, you know, after that, I think I started to look for like love and connection in all the wrong places. And so um, I remember looking at myself in the mirror during that phase in time, not right recognizing who I was and feeling very, very lost and very, very distraught. And, and basically if I were to sum up, um, those feelings, it would, I, I felt like I was a damaged goods, like who would ever want me? Like I've, I've been through this. I have this, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to overcome that and, and one day have an intimate relationship with somebody else. You know, once you experience that, you feel very violated and, you know, so, um, it really wasn't until, um, you know, later in life that I was like, whoa, this 
event has, you know, basically had this spiderweb effect that has impacted so many different areas of your life. And it would behoove you to go back, even though it's painful to kind of go back and one, work with a therapist on those things and two, um, explore also some ways to heal spiritually. So I did like a shamanic healing. I've um, done breath work. I've obviously like in the realm of meeting you, like through Kathy Heller's world, um, there was a lot of healing and a lot of self-discovery um, meditation, that gratitude practice. And what I can tell you today is that I am grateful for that experience. And I know that might sound crazy to some people listening, but I know for sure that I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you if that didn't happen to me. And I can definitely say that I'm a stronger person because of it. And like, I also realized keeping my story to myself wasn't helping anybody, but sharing my story openly. And, you know, we don't have to go into the intro, um, What's that word? Endo you know what I'm trying to say? Like, what is that word? Are you talking about like all the little details, the intimate yes, details what of what that? happened? Okay. Yes. But we don't have to do that. But it's just like the relation of like peeling back the layers and, and showing your vulnerability. Because what I've learned through doing that is so many people relate. And I've had so many women come to me and say like, I've had a similar situation happen to me and I've never talked about it. And like, you've encouraged me to pursue different avenues to seek help and to really like come to grips with this and be able to move forward. And that to me is like the biggest gift I think that I could ever receive is, is knowing that I'm helping somebody and knowing that somebody else is finding freedom and love and falling in love with themselves, you know, post something traumatic like that. Like that hits every single heartstring. Oh my gosh. I just like for you to get to this point where you can see gratitude, find the silver linings is the most beautiful thing when you're on that side of things. I just, I relate to you so much in the podcast, all things relatable is because you can share your story and there could be one person, if one person relates and can connect and can change the trajectory of their life in a massive way or a subtle way. It's like, that is all like, that's it. Like it's stories are so powerful. So when did you decide to open up about your story and start sharing it and helping other people from your experience? I think I always shared openly. I just, you know, didn't necessarily share about that one particular moment or instance. And then um, the way in which everything works, I was doing this um, segment on my show. Uh, it was a women empowerment series and it was She Can Do It. And I had a guest lined up um, for the week. And at this time I was like traveling. I used to have a job that had me flying all over the place. I was covering like 32 states. So it was always in and out of airports and on the road. And I would record at peculiar times, as you know, sometimes, you know, you have, you have episodes in the hopper and sometimes you don't. And on this particular week, I didn't have any episodes in the hopper, but I had a guest lined up. And so I was like, don't worry about it. Um, you know, had confirmed with her. And then um, she had to cancel. 
And I was like, oh, whoa, like, what are we going to do now? Like, you know, I felt really um, compelled to be able to have an episode go out. And um, I was like thinking on it and kind of like trying to figure out and problem solve what to do. And then I thought, well, you're an empowered woman, Erin. Like, why can't you share this part of your story? And so I chose to, and it was the scariest thing I think I've ever done. And not necessarily because of what I was about to say, but it was because I hadn't told this to people in my own friend circle, you know, like we, we had never had this come up in conversation. And so for me to now not only tell it into the microphone, knowing that I was going to be recording it and then the whole world could hear it and that it was going to be like evergreen <laughs> and exist there forever. You know, I was like, whoa, this is a big deal. So it's interesting after I recorded it, I remember like knowing when the episode was going to go live and having like a physical reaction in my body, like not feeling well and like going, what are we doing? What are we doing? But then at the same time, also going, wow, this is really freeing because this is, this is my story. And this did happen to me. And, you know, um, it's also like healing and being able to speak about it and, you know, just kind of recognize that again, it's part of the journey and there's so much to learn from it. And so many like positive things have come from just being willing to share. Mm, wow. Yeah. That takes so much courage to, you know, sit down and record it into a microphone and then actually make it public what was the response that you got from friends, family, people out in the world? Or was there, was there any response to that episode? Yeah. Um, one thing that really sticks out is I had a woman write me like a very lengthy email and, um, you know, as I'm reading it, I'm like in tears, like it makes me choke up now just because, um, you know, not only had that happened to her once, but it had happened to her twice. And so she was basically recollecting her story to me. And there were so many things that were just so relatable. You know, um, a lot of times people who have injured sexual assault will blame themselves, you know. And so I was reading that and, and seeing kind of what phase of the process, you know, the healing process that she was in. And, um, she, she closed the note saying, um, this episode gave me the courage to go and tell my mom. And then, you know, I know it makes me like all choked up. <laughs> and, um, and so just knowing that I had that impact on her life. And of course, you know, her mom welcomed her with loving open arms and it made their bond stronger. Like, that again, that's such a gift. And had I decided not to do that that day and had that woman have come on and been a guest and told her story, I mean, maybe it would have impacted somebody else, but like, I felt like this woman in particular, like needed me to be able to do that, to go first, to share my story. So now that she can go seek her own healing. And maybe one day she too tells her story or a version of, you know, whatever feels good to her and she helps somebody else. So it's kind of like a pay it forward you know, thing. Mm, absolutely. Right. And that just like, yeah, makes me so emotional. It gave me goosebumps. You saying that like the, the kind of pay it forward or, and then also saying like, you know, 
there's information everywhere and somebody can hear the same information, but sometimes it's like that one person that they connect to that one person that their story, their, their resonance just lands with them and connects. So for her, that was you. So yeah. How beautiful that you get to share, to start the ripple effect of healing and, and loving yourself, because I feel like, I don't know if you feel the same, but when we have all of this stuff that we're holding inside, that is pain and trauma, limiting beliefs, the shadows, all of the things until we really start to unpack and heal and go through all of that, then we can't really fully love ourselves if we're not loving and accepting and healing all of the pieces of ourselves. If there's one little thing, one little secret, one little something that you've got inside of you, like, you know, the skeletons in the closet, whatever it is. And I'm not saying you have to go, you know, share it publicly or share it with anybody. I mean, it could be through therapy or, or even different modalities of healing work where you don't actually physically say the words out loud, but just acknowledging and healing it, then you really, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's possible to get to that point of like inner peace and healing and just living a life that you adore. Like you say, like, that's what you want to allow these people that you work with. So what are your thoughts about, about that? Yeah. So it's interesting too. So as you're talking about like peeling back the layers, I think in the initially I thought, oh, like at some point we get to the center of the onion and we're like there, like we've made it, you know what I mean? And then it's just like smooth sailing, you know, from here on out. And um, it's funny that you bring this up because just yesterday I made this reel um, for Instagram about like, uh oh, because, you know, we all have these things and they become habits and, you know, we all create these stories and these narrative around different things. And I was catching myself earlier this week, like falling into one of those old patterns, you know, and into that narrative that I have created that it came from nowhere. It's like, this is a story I made up, you know, (laughs) like I have a lot of thoughts and they're not all facts. And so I was like, uh Oh, and then it's like, okay, what do we do? But you don't reach like the finish line and go, Oh, I'm done. It's like, no, that's why I'm saying like, after sharing that, it was like my journey almost like restarted and, and, you know, it's still flowing. And I wanted to say one other thing is, um, especially about the relatability, you know, it's interesting because we all follow each other like on social and we follow people that we admire and, you know, look up to and aspire to be like, or emulate. And it's so interesting because that is such a highlight reel, you know, I'm sure you've talked about that before. And, um, I think having a podcast as well and having a podcast that has talked about my life and my dating life and all of this, like everybody just assumes like, oh, you have it all together and, you know, you don't have any of these issues or qualms or whatnot. And it's like, I had a friend, a very close friend in my circle say to me the other day, like, don't you get sad, Erin? Like, I never see you get sad. And it's like, no, I'm human. Like, I'm human, just like you're human. Like, I have feelings. Like, I feel lonely. I, you know, I have moments where I catch myself kind of, you know, doing the negative self-talk or, you know, whatever the case may be, like, 
like it's all relatable and that self-awareness piece to be able to get into our tool bag and pull out, you know, maybe it's one of those modalities that you're talking about, the breath work, the meditation, um, journaling, like so good. Like you talked about just being able to share your story. If you don't want to share it publicly, like share it to yourself, but put the words on paper and like, just get them out of your brain so you can kind of find some inner peace and, you know, you got to do what feels good to you, but there's so many ways to do it. And it really is like a beautiful, messy, journey that I don't know that we ever get to the end of. But, you know, once you realize that too, you're like, okay, cool. I can calm down. Like (laughs) it's not a rush. I absolutely, (laughs) everything that you're saying, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. We just keep peeling back and peeling back and peeling back. And we create these, you know, eventually these tools. And sometimes the things that trigger us are, aren't as frequent Or when they do, we're like, oh, I have this tool to deal with this and it just gets easier. But yeah, there is no rush. As long as you are alive on this planet, you are constantly going to be evolving and growing. And I I want to be, when I'm like 99 years old, I still want to be evolving and growing and changing my perspective and unpacking and unpeeling. So I think that's such a beautiful point that you bring up. Like we don't, it's not a right, a race to the finish line. It's not a rush. You can start at any point and you can go as fast or slow and, and then have some more tools in your, your toolkit, because yes, we're all human. We all go through all of the emotions. And so having some different practices in place can definitely help. So I want to go here because I've practiced gratitude for like seven ish years. I, it will change your life. The first day of school, I gift my students with a gratitude journal. We do gratitude every day. I've seen the transformation in myself and in my students. And, and even recently a girlfriend who always kind of watched back and, and saw she's going through something really, really hard. And she's like, you know, I started that gratitude journal. She goes, I always thought it was kind of like, whatever. And I realized that actually it does make a huge difference. And so I just want to show to the rooftops. I'm like, it is the simple practice, but it will change your whole entire life. So tell me, how did you realize, get started? What was the inspiration to start gratitude? What does your practice look like? And how does that like help you on this journey? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't know, like, what was the catalyst to getting started? I'm trying to think, I'm sure it's somebody that I was like reading their book or, you know, just following their content. And was like, oh, they do this. Like, let me give it a shot. But I will tell you, my mom has always been super great about gratitude. Like she, if something happens throughout the day, she will literally pause and, and say three times. She always goes grateful, grateful, grateful. And so it was kind of like one of those things, you know, that I'm observing, but I wasn't really like taking on in my own life. Um, but I've always observed her doing that. And she has like this cute little um, ceramic bowl that she keeps in her room and, you know, she'll write little gratitudes on and like put them in the bowl. Um, so I'm sure she had significant, you know, influence on that, but I know it was before the pandemic. Um, I, you know, got really into journaling. And so I just started this morning practice and it became a ritual and I would list five things that I'm grateful for 
And some days they were really profound things. And other days they were very simple things that I think sometimes we can take for granted, you know, just even having like a roof over my head or clean water or, you know, just like freedom to do what I want throughout the day. And oftentimes it would be gratitude for another human being for something that they did, even if it was like some, something simple, like somebody letting me, you know, go in traffic or, you know, just somebody did something nice. Um, and so I started, I started doing that. And then what I noticed was because I was doing it in the morning, I would be more present throughout the day because I knew the next morning when I was doing my practice, I would need to list five things. And so it was like, I all of a sudden became more attuned to what was happening around me and how people were interacting with me because I was going to be reflecting this, you know, back, um, the following day. And so just within the last um, year, I've kind of morphed my practice a little bit. So I felt like five is great, but I wanted to do more. And so I do eight now. And I like that it feels like a good number right now. And then I also uh, <laughs> exactly. And I also um, follow it up with some affirmations afterwards. But yeah, it's it is life changing. And it's interesting, because I think when I've talked to coaching clients about this and, and also friends, probably similar to this conversation that you had, there's, there's a way that the mind will like overcomplicate it. And it's like, no, like there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. It's just like what you truly feel grateful for, thankful for in this present moment. And if you just kind of like go inward, you'll start flowing with it. And yeah, it's really a game changer. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. And yeah, I think you can start with like the simple, obvious things and then you can actually, like you said, I'm also, I feel like in ways when I'm reading the intro, I'm like, well, this is me. I believe in like this. I find the silver lining linings. I've been through hard things and I will be, can look back sometimes when you're in it, you might not see it, but looking back, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm grateful for this because, but starting with the simple things that are super obvious and then getting to the point. And this is with my students too. I'm like, okay, it's raining. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's raining. I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't have to water the grass. You can jump in puddles. The earthworms come out after the rain. How great does it feel to have the raindrops hitting your face or, oh crap, I got stopped by the train. I'm so irritated. It's like, oh my gosh, I get to blast another song or I get five <laughs> more minutes in the car before I get to work or check out the beautiful sunset. So when you start to pay attention, I love how this worked for you. It's like, oh gosh, I've got to um, record and take note of these things. So I'm going to start looking for the things that I'm grateful for. And what you look for, you will find. If you are looking for the negative you can be the same two, two people in the exact same situation. If someone is looking for the negative, they will find it. It is there. If somebody is in that gratitude mindset, they will find all of the things to be grateful for. So then you have your affirmations that you do as well. So talk to us about that because every day you're posting them your affirmations. Yeah. Do you make them up? Do you get inspired by different things? Are they somebody else's that you repeat? 
Um, kind of a combination of both. So typically they will have a theme, uh, something that I'm experiencing or somebody in my, you know, inner world is experiencing. And so I, they may not know that it correlates to a conversation we had or something, but I'm like, they're going to see it. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe they'll internalize it. Um, but in my affirmations, in my like daily practice, I will do a lot of I am statements or I see, I've been trying to kind of like move through, um, you know, the different chakras. I've been learning more about that um, relative to affirmations. Um, and then, yeah, I do a affirmation that I share, like the affirmation of the day. And I always um, include a little synopsis about it. And then on my website, I have a journal prompt that goes with it. So what I've been trying to challenge myself to do is not just create the journal prompt, but actually do the journal prompt, because that's where like the real magic happens is when you allow yourself to, you know, just pour out a few thoughts. I mean, even if it's just like, you know, putting pen to paper for two minutes on that subject. Um, but I also recognize that not every affirmation is going to hit every person the same way. And so when I'm putting them out there into the world, I'm trusting that the universe is going to, you know, connect those who need those words and need that affirmation in that exact timing. And so it's it's been an interesting process, but there are certain people that you know, really love them. And they're like, if I don't have it out by a certain time, they're like, Hey, Aaron, <laughs> it's coming. It's already on Pinterest. I just haven't had a chance to throw it on Instagram yet, you know, but, um, but it's good. And it's, it's been, um, a fun process for me too, just to observe and see how I've grown, you know, in my mental toughness, in my mindset, um, in my own confidence, you know, I've gone through um, some pretty big changes, like physically, I had um, implants that were making me quite ill. And so uh, just over a year ago, I made a decision to remove them. And, you know, it's interesting, because nobody gets implants, because they feel very confident in their own body, they get implants, because they think if they have the implants, it'll make them more confident. And so, um, you know, that's been an interesting journey and um, focusing on my health more and understanding that it's not necessarily like the physical shell, but it's like the health and how I feel and, you know, um, you know, how, how I feel when I wake up in the morning. Like I want, I want to feel good. Like you said, you want to be 99. It's still growing and learning and evolving. And my grandma is 99. She just turned 99. And I look at her and I'm like, wow, you know, like, what are some things that she's been able to do to, you know, get to where she is at today. And so it all kind of comes together and becomes this like cohesive, um, you know, just really important, like practice and also like habit and routine that I don't want to ever let go of. Like it, it feels so good to do that. And like I said, I've been noticing my own growth. And so I wanted to share this with you because I had this notion this week. And I thought when I start to notice something that used to hang me up or used to cause a problem or be a trigger or whatever, and I notice that I, I deal with it differently, like the emotion is removed and stuff, I'm calling that a growth day. And I'm keeping like a little tally mark of like, boom, growth moment, you know, it, just for like some, I'm a visual person. So like visual representation is so huge, but it's like, it's so hard sometimes when we're in the thick of it that we don't recognize that we're morphing and transitioning and, and growing. And so it's nice to like do that and just be like, ah, growth moment, growth day, you know? I love that. Cha-ching, 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 yeah. <laughs> because really when you 
are in the same situation and yeah, the, the emotions are different and removed and you're, that is huge to actually reflect upon and, and take it as like a little win, like celebrate the little things, the little pieces of growth, because all of it adds up and matters. Like sometimes I think some of us might be waiting for this epiphany or this massive moment and well, we can look at it if we compare it to gratitude. Yeah, there are those massive, huge things that we take note of and are so grateful for, but mostly it's the little tiny moments along the journey that really create this big, beautiful, full, vibrant life. So the same thing with growth. Yeah, we can, you know, jump six, seven, eight, whatever levels at a time and be like, holy crap, this growth was like enormous in this moment. But when you really look at it, it is like all of the little tiny little tweaks over time that if you actually reflect on that create this, you know, constant growth. So I love that you, you know, cha-ching, 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 check them off. I think that's so important that so many of us might look at like, oh my gosh, I still want to be here. There's still this so far, but it's like, oh, enjoy the journey take notice. And it sounds like you are super, well, you are super reflective. And even with writing your affirmations and being an observer and taking it in to then create this post or your own stuff about affirmations, it really allows you to be very present in the here and the now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important, you know, so many people, especially post pandemic are struggling with anxiety, depression, all these different things. And it's like, you know, who's watching this video the other day and, you know, cause sometimes it's like, okay, how do I, how do I make myself in this present moment or, or, you know, ground myself. And of course you can go to nature and you can, you know, be amongst the trees and the sounds and all those things. And, and that will ground you. But someone said, if you just grab an ice cube and you just physically like, you know, you watch it melting in your hand, it will ground you. And I've been trying to do that because this is what matters, the present moment and what we're choosing to do here and now versus what's going to happen tomorrow or six weeks from now or a year from now. Like, let's get that out of our head because so much can change also. Like we know this, like so much can change in a short amount of time. And, you know, time is just a construct. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all interesting, right? Like this ever evolving the more knowledge we have, the more we're able to apply like what feels good to us. And the more we're just able to evolve and grow into our highest self. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So are there any other things that you've incorporated or took part of that have really helped you on this journey of really loving yourself that when you look back, you're like, oh yeah, these are the things that really played, played a role. You know, a big one that I still um, sometimes need some work on is grace, like giving myself grace. You know, I feel like I hold myself. Well, we all do, right? We all hold ourselves to this like higher standard. And um, one of the things I've noticed is especially when negative self-talk would come in, especially in regard to like my physical appearance, I try to stop myself and say, if somebody was talking about your best friend that way? Would you allow it? And the answer is no, I would be so angry and I would shut that down so quickly. So why am I allowing myself to talk to me that way? And so if I notice, you know, 
something happening in that way, I will quickly stop and like take a deep breath and like remind myself, like just how you were saying about the rain and all the beautiful things that, you know, the other side of the rain, right? Everybody thinks, ah, oh, the rain, but it's like, no, there's beauty that comes from that. So it's like, okay, you know, you get up, you're not having the best hair day. All right, this is cool. I get to rock a ponytail or I get to wear my, you're such a catch cap, like, you know, <laughs> whatever the case may be, like flip the script and, and don't allow yourself to do that. But that has been huge because I just think, you know, especially when you're dating and stuff, there's so much emphasis placed upon like the physical appearance. And it's like, that is only a mere fraction of who I am as a human being, like, you know, it, that's my shell, but it's like inside there's so much beauty. So that has been one, definitely giving myself the grace. And then two, like making myself a priority. Um, I think often, you know, we want to go on a date with somebody else. We want to, we wait to do these things. We wait to like go to a restaurant. We want to, or go see a movie when we have somebody to go with. And I decided nope, we're not doing that anymore. So now it's like, you want to go to a football game in this area? Like you go to the football game by yourself. And let me tell you, when I do that, like I took myself, I flew to London by myself. I, it was the most magical experience because I had no agenda. I wasn't worried about anybody else. I was just worried about what Aaron wanted to do. And I ended up meeting the most fabulous people that are still friends to this day. And there's just so much magic in like dating yourself and like, honing in on like, what do I want? What food do I want to eat? What movie do I want to go see? You know, where do I want to drive my car to? And, you know, you learn so much about yourself in those moments. And even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable at first, like if you're sitting at a restaurant by yourself or you're going to the movie going, oh my gosh, everybody, nobody's looking and going, oh, she's by herself. They are so worried about whatever they're doing. <laughs> they're not paying attention to you. So, you know, like if you can get over that and just put yourself out there, like there's so much magic to be be had and so much more to learn about yourself. Oh yeah. So good. So good. When you talked about like the physical appearance, I just recently came to like loving and it's a work in process, but loving my body. I always felt like, I know I'm like the most beautiful soul. I felt like my insides didn't match my outsides. I, I was never like pretty enough because like the inside of me was like the most beautiful, vibrant, sparkling, glittery person. And I'm, and I was always like, and it just doesn't match the, the, in the exterior. And then after doing so much, you know, work over, it took a long time, but the pandemic sure helped in that, but really looking around and seeing and thinking about like the most beautiful people to you or for me anyways, aren't the people who are like physically as society says, looking however that is, it's the people that make you feel so great in their energy that just have this vibrance. Like if you look, for example, at like Oprah Winfrey, she's not like a traditional like society has this image of what beauty looks like. She is the most beautiful soul on the planet and she doesn't look that way. So it took a lot of work for me to come to that point where it's like, 
know if I really love myself and am grateful and appreciate all of these little like quirks about myself and my cellulite and this and that and all these ways and embrace them instead of wanting to change them and be different, then wow, it totally changes things. So now as you are moving forward in life and relationships, um, what are some of the things that you just like absolutely love about yourself? Oh, I love this question. Uh, well, um, what I will say is I love that I'm authentic. I feel like there's no better place to be than just being yourself. And so whatever that looks like, like being a tomboy who paints her nails, um, snorting when I laugh, that's always been something. And I remember like growing up, my brother, you know, saying like, oh my gosh, you got the snort. And like him telling me later in life, if you didn't snort, like you probably have a boyfriend. (laughs) No, that's like, just, it's, part of me like you know and I I accept it now and it's just it's just who I am um so I think that authenticity is is a big one um and what I've what I've learned after having my surgery is very similar it's embracing my body and recognizing that you know it's strong and it gets me around and I'm a- I'm capable, I'm able to do things. Um, so even though I hate running, like I tell myself, like you get to run, you know, like you get to run. And, um, so what I've, what I've enjoyed doing is, is doing things that I, I like, um, that are making my body fit and strong and not trying to like emulate a body type that my genetics are not going to lend to, if that makes any sense. So so that's been a really fun journey as well. Um, and I will say too, like, I feel like my heart is like beaming and, and it's just like a reciprocal for, for people like yourself who are out here, who are putting themselves out here, who are being vulnerable. And it's just like, my soul just wants to like connect with you and like give you the biggest hug because it's all about that connection and being able to see beauty and also recognizing like the beauty that I see in you and that I feel from you is also like a part of me. It's, it's, you know, that reflective piece. So, yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. I love that you're to that, that point where you are, you know, we're in this, this life right now, this, And we get this body that, you know, we don't get to choose. And so embracing, you know, what we have and where it can take us and, and what we can do. Um, So you are helping other women create a life that they adore, that they are excited to wake up for, that they are pushing the limiting beliefs, these boulders to the side and just walking forward through the stream. So tell us about a little bit about that and how people can connect with you if they feel like, okay, I am ready to just love my life and to make some shifts. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think we have to have something that causes us to reflect and go, I'm not happy in my present moment, or I'm not happy with a certain aspect of my life, but not only am I not happy with it, but I am ready to do something to change it. And so until somebody has that 
realization and and kind of comes to and goes, I don't have to live this way. Like I don't have to hate getting dressed, you know, every single day because I don't like my body or I don't have to settle for this job where my boss treats me poorly or whatever. You know, it's it's like having this realization that I'm I'm worthy of more. And and once you have that, then like aligning with the proper person who can kind of help you figure out where to go to next all the work has to be done within that person. Like I can't do the work just like you can't do the work for me, vice versa. But I think when you come to that realization and the idea of change, you're open to it. You're open to uncertainty. You're willing to kind of set that stuff aside. That's when you're in your best student mode and you become like a sponge and what I do is I use tools that I've learned and skill sets that I've learned through my educational process. And I kind of conform that to the person and what their need is and what they're looking to accomplish. And a lot of it is just asking the right questions to get that person to then internalize and come up with the answers on their own. Like I can't tell somebody who hates their job what the next step is or what their passion is or what their purpose is on this planet. But what I can do is equip them with the right, you know, exercises and and tips and tricks so that they can have, um, you know, some time to themselves to have these epiphanies. And then they come back to the table. I have this download and it's awesome. Yes. Now we're getting somewhere. Let's rock and roll, you know? So, um, so that's what it's all about. And, and it doesn't have to be those things. It could be anything in your life, but I just, you know, work as a conduit to help somebody maneuver through those things. So yes, I've been, um, doing some like virtual meetups too. Um, working with people who just want to learn more about affirmations as well, just like that educational component on like, why should I even pay attention to this? Um, but everything always circles around the same theme. So like mindset, you know, um, overcoming your limiting beliefs, manifestation, that type of thing. Um, so if people want to um, work with me or reach out, or if something in this episode like really um, struck a heartstring, I would love that. Um, you can find me at You're Such a Catch on Instagram. And my website is you'resuchacatch.com. Uh, love it all. Last thing, because I know you are like a manifester, you throw things out into the universe and then you like catch them when they come back at you. So what are some, let's say like, what are three things that you are currently wanting to like put out into the universe to come back? Mm -hmm. Definitely love. I definitely like, and I feel it coming. I feel it coming. Um, yeah. And that feels really, really fun. Um, love, uh, definitely something I was sharing with you before we started recording about, you know, football. Like, so I am a huge football fan and I would love to do a project that has to do with football, whether it's, um, that Guinness book hitting the Guinness book of world's record, or it's my reality show that I've got conjured up, uh, that has to do with football, but I would love to call that in. And I think the other, um, one would be, I would love like my own eat, pray, love moment, like a beautiful solo trip. I'm not sure exactly where, like I'm actually open to, wherever the universe thinks that should be, but, you know, just that beautiful, like, just celebration of self and 
you know, unplugging, I'm talking unplugging, I'm talking beautiful waters, I'm talking beaches, and I'm talking, you know, yoga, meditation, like just a soul trip. Mm, Love it. Well, I loved chatting with you. Thank you for sharing it all. You are such a catch. So when that love comes back to you, I just, I'm so excited. And for all these things that, that you're throwing out into the universe that are going to come find you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Loved it all. And if you want to find Erin, go find her at your such a catch. Oh, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of all things relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.